things first. This is about truth telling. I have no agenda. Zero. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what no mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Breath taking a move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy with yours truly, Stephen A. Smith, coming at you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find No Mercy with Stephen A. Smith. In a lot of people's eyes, and it's not beyond the realm of apprehension to bring this up, tens of millions of people in the United States of America are celebrating Christmas a couple of days early because former president Trump is in a world of trouble. I'm not talking jail because who the hell knows? I am talking imagery. That doesn't really matter because he doesn't care. But when you get into the issue of votes, a constituency that appeared doggedly committed to you to the point that at one time, just months ago, he was an absolute lock for the Republican nomination for the presidency of the United States in the year 2024. I think it's safe to say that that's in a world of trouble. That's in a world of jeopardy. And that, ladies and gentlemen, in my mind, is a cause for celebration. Now, before you get yourself up in the tizzy with me sounding like some left-wing individual that, oh, my Lord, this trouble. Oh, my God, we can't have this. Oh, Lord. Nope, that's not me. Not me at all. Remember, I wish I didn't have to pay so much money in taxes. Remember, I'm a proponent of legal immigration, not so much so of illegal immigration. Remember, I'm about free market and capitalism just as much as I am about government intervention. Everything that I preach about ain't liberal leaning. God bless America that I am not a person in a position of power to address the crime in the streets of America. Lord have mercy. You think some of these people have been bad. If Stephen A. Smith was in charge, I'm not even going to repeat over the airways the kind of stuff that would be happening. Because I ain't having that. When crimes are going all over the place and preventing business as usual in the United States of America, I'm talking shopping. I'm talking just businesses thriving. When people are scared to go out in the streets, you, 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 you don't want Stephen A. being some kind of czar. Trust me. But having said all of that, let me be very, very clear about where I'm going right now. No, I am not liberal leaning. I don't have to be to be completely and utterly against Donald Trump. 
and believe that this comeuppance, that he is on the verge of being exposed to, is long overdue. Just a few days ago, we learned that 45th president of the United States, his taxes were going to be released. And along the way, we learned quite a few things about this man in terms of what's been going on, things we suspected, but obviously couldn't necessarily prove. For example, did y'all know that while President Obama and President Biden have been audited every single year by the IRS. Did you know that the first two years Donald Trump was in office as the president of the United States, he wasn't audited by the IRS? They didn't order it. They didn't audit him. But both Obama and Biden were subjected to annual audits. I wonder why. Did you know that according to reports, Trump had an adjusted gross income of $15.8 million in his first three years in office? Did you know how much money this man avoided paying in taxes? He reported losses over the last couple of years of his presidency. So he didn't have to pay any taxes. He's supposed to be a billionaire now. Supposed to be a billionaire now. And you would think that you're the president of the United States. That if you didn't want to pay, quote unquote, your fair share, you, you, you could have paid something. Not this man. He didn't do that. And now we're going to learn more and more and more about the details as the days and the weeks unfold. We've also learned that after 18 months of an investigation, the January 6th committee took direct aim at Trump. They voted on Monday to recommend that the Justice Department prosecute the former president of the United States for a range of crimes related to his attempts to overturn the 2020 election. By the way, reading from Wednesday's New York Post, it also shows something else too. In an article written by Mark Moore, it says the GOP backing for former President Donald Trump's third consecutive White House bid has fallen apart over the past several months with most Republican voters saying they prefer another candidate to carry on his policies in 2024, according to the poll released Tuesday, which was the day before. While 31% of Republican and Republican-leaning independents want Trump, 61% say they would rather have another GOP standard bearer. The USA Today's Suffolk University survey found. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is the preferred candidate. You got Mitch McConnell, the Senate Minority Leader, in the same, on the same day, same page of the New York Post that day, cited former President Donald Trump's endorsement in the 2022 midterm election primaries as the reason for candidate quality issues that resulted in several major defeats for the GOP last month. Quote from McConnell. We ended up having a candidate quality issue. 
Look at Arizona. Look at New Hampshire. And a challenging situation in Georgia as well. He's talking about Blake Masters, Don Balduck, and Herschel Walker, respectively. They all lost. Trump had something to do with that. Here are others, ladies and gentlemen. How about Kelly Tishabaka? She's defeated in Alaska by Senator Lisa Murkowski. What about Blake Masters, defeated in Arizona by Mark Kelly, like I said? Adam L L Laxalt, defeated in Nevada by Senator Catherine Cortez Masto. How about Mehmet Oz, defeated in Pennsylvania by John Fetterman? I already mentioned Bolduck being defeated in New Hampshire. What about Leora Levy or Leora Levi, defeated in Connecticut by Senator Richard Blumenthal? Gerald Malloy, defeated in Vermont by Peter Welch. All of these people were endorsed by Trump. All of them were pushed by Trump. All of them lost. Now, there's going to be a lot of you out there. And you're going to be saying, oh, what does that have to do with anything? That's them, Stephen A. What does that mean about Trump? I'm just going to tell you what it means. You see, it's one thing when you're someone like Obama. Got to remember, and certainly I am not trying to mention Obama and Trump in the same breath, only from the standpoint that they had the same position. One is nothing like the other. Let's be very, very clear about that. Say what you want about Obama. If you're a GOP member, you're a Republican, you're a conservative. Hell, if you're an independent, the one thing you cannot challenge is his class and dignity. It's impeccable. In eight years, not one single scintilla of a controversy from him, his wife, his two daughters, not even his dog. Nobody. Unblemished. No way around it. But here's what you can say. You see, when Obama was in office, I believe if I remember the number correctly, it was like over 130 seats in the House and the Senate lost. But he got reelected. So while the American people may have had problems with some liberal-leaning policies, they clearly didn't have a problem with Obama. In Trump, it's the opposite. Yeah, you got left-leaning folks because we expected the Democrats to do worse than they did during the midterm elections, and that didn't happen, which is a testament to them, highlighting Roe v. Wade, highlighting the GOP's support of such a decision by the Supreme Court to overturn that. We got that issue. There's no doubt about it. But it was also the fact that the American people spoke, not just with Biden winning the election, but with the Republicans not having dominion, the level of dominion we expected them to have during the midterms because the American people said, if you're extreme to the left, we don't want you. If you're extreme to the right, we don't want you. We want you to work with one another on Capitol Hill. We need civility. We need you to stand up and be a decent human being. And then think about the American people and then make sure the American people know you're thinking about the American people instead of fearing that you're just thinking about you and that you're a wild card. That's why the GOP didn't have the success during the midterms that they expected because too many of them were a bunch of wusses that didn't want to speak up and speak out against Trump because they were afraid it was going to cost them votes. And it ended up happening anyway. And so what you're seeing right now, what I bring up right now, is the fact that the American people, left and right and middle, meaning liberal, conservative, independent, no matter where you turn, 
They're not indicting GOP. They're not indicting progressives. They're indicting Trump. We can't have this kind of mayhem. Somebody that conducts business the way that he does. The bankruptcies, the insults, the petulance, the belligerents. You're not representing America when you conduct yourself that way. You're representing you. And as I said, when I had Sean Hannity on this podcast, I said, what's the big deal? Ron DeSantis is going to vote just like Trump 90 plus percent of the time. Ted Cruz voted like Trump 92 percent of the time. Liz Cheney who's on the January 6th committee, who is a Republican, who was a representative as a senator and lost her seat in Wyoming because she spoke out against Trump and she defied him and she thought he was bad for America. She voted with the man 93% of the time. Why do you need Trump? That's what I've been saying for months. You don't need him. If you are a conservative, he ain't the only one that can win. You trying to tell me Biden is going to be 82 years old in 2024 in all likelihood running for reelection and y'all can't find someone other than Trump to beat an 82 year old incumbent. You have any idea how embarrassing that is? It's embarrassing. And evidently the American people were listening because now everywhere you turn voters and constituencies, candidates, even members of the GOP. And now the courts, the IRS, everything is raining down upon Trump. It's on the verge of being over. We can't count them out yet. But it's leaning that way. Here's the one thing that I would say in Trump's defense. And everybody's going to get their back up about this. Defense of Trump? What could you possibly say? It's very, very simple. Be careful what you wish for. What do I mean? I'll explain in a second. Stick around. You're listening to No Mercy. Stephen A. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? Welcome back to No Mercy with yours truly, Stephen A. Smith. Be careful what you wish for. That's what I ended the last segment saying. I'm gonna say it again. Be careful what you wish for. Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what you missed. In aiming your ire in the direction of Donald Trump, which I am not opposed to, by the way. Remember when Sean Hannity came on this show, the second week of this podcast, he said, so you don't like the way he governs. You don't like the way he acts. You're damn right I don't. By the way, just the other day when uh, uh, Vladimir uh, Zelensky, the president of the Ukraine, of the uh, of Ukraine visited the White House, I don't like the fact that you had a whole bunch of petty people in the media and with the conservative party 
the Tucker Carlson's of the world and others sweating over him wearing a, a, a sweater. Really? Really? The man's country has, has been invaded. They are at war. Ever, it, it, you ever took into account optics? How would it look if he was up there in a polished suit, chilling it with a smile on his face, addressing Congress and sitting next to President Biden and, 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 and being cool and suave and all of that while his country is in the middle of a war? But that's what y'all bring up. See, this is the kind of nonsense that we're trying to stop. Let's bring it back to the center a little bit and engage in some level of common sense. You want to sit up there and lament the fact that the government of the United States, that our country is writing another check? Fine. You want to sit up there and they say and say they gave Ukraine too much money? Fine. I don't agree with that. But it's a perfectly reasonable position to take. But the annoyance comes from the little petty bullshit that you point to just to rile up your viewers and listeners and stuff like that. His sweater, really? That's what we're doing? His sweater. That's what we're talking about here. This is the BS. But I digress. We get back to my point. You see, when I tell you to be careful what you wish for, just think about all the things that Trump has done. From the moment he became the candidate for the Republican Party, the candidate, even the Republicans never wanted, by the way, he caused chaos. Remember, he accused President Obama of not even being an, uh, an American citizen or somebody that was born in the U.S., he declared news stories written about him or things he did not like as fake news. Fake news, fake news, fake news. That's all he ever said. By the way, he tried to get evidence on Joe Biden's son by blackmailing Zelensky to purchase arms to protect, to protect this country. Remember that? Trump withheld that $400 million. Let's not forget that. Let's not gloss over that. By the way, he survived not one but two impeachments. We all know he appointed three conservative judges. 54 Republican judges to the U.S. Court of Appeals, by the way. 176 Republican district judges appointed. But that's neither here nor there. Because I'm not leaning one way or the other on that. I'm just giving you facts. Remember during the election debate against Joe Biden? On national television, he told the Proud Boys, stand down and stand by. National television. National television. That's what he did. During the 2020 re-election when he lost, he announced that the election was rigged, of course, and the entire Republican Party went, went with it. Nobody ever took a second. I shouldn't say nobody. All right? Adam Kingsinger in Illinois, Liz Cheney and others, yeah, they took a stand. Maryland governor didn't get involved in any of the kind of that nonsense at the time. All of that stuff is true. But let's keep in mind that most Republicans went along with the lie. Nobody, none of them stood up and went like this. I'm talking about of the ones who agreed with Trump or supported Trump. None of them stood up and went like this. <sighs> you know something? If we really, really fight this, isn't how good is this for America? I will remind you that Al Gore could have made that argument against George W. Bush in 2000 with the roaming chads in Florida. But at some point in time, he said the fight has to stop because it ain't good for America. 
You can't have that kind of chaos in the streets. I'd love to push this, but at what cost? He thought about America, ladies and gentlemen. He thought about America. Did Trump do that? No. By the way, I forgot he invited the Oath Keeper, the Proud Boys, and his entire fan base to come to Washington, D.C. for those rallies on January 6th. He actually invited the, Oath, the, the Proud Boys and, and the Oath Keepers. We ain't going to get into how he mishandled the whole COVID crisis. During the pandemic, well, over a million people lost their lives. We ain't, we ain't going to get for that. We ain't going to forget how, you know, China is somebody we owe trillions to. And he's sitting there calling it the Kung Flu or the China Flu. I mean, come on now. The list goes on and on. So I got my team here looking at me. What the hell would that have to do with Stephen A saying being careful what you wish for? Because you see, even though I'm an independent, I'm surrounded with leftists in my inner circle, family, friends, and people like that. They're a bunch of progressives. You understand? I got somebody I love dearly. His name is Michael. This brother, I mean, he don't, he don't have a a, 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 a a damn objective bone in his body when it comes to politics. He's done. Sherry, too. I mean, God. I'm, I'm done. I don't have no help. Okay? They, they, they one-sided. Okay? So again, why do I say be careful what you look for or what you wish for? You, you see, this dude, Ron DeSantis, is the leading Republican in the polls. Nearly two-thirds, it's going back to that New York Post article, nearly two-thirds of the Republican and GOP-leaning voters say the governor should run for the White House in 2024, which is 24% saying he shouldn't. Think about that. DeSantis is the dude. Ladies and gentlemen, I got news for you. Let me make a declaration right here on, 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 on this podcast. Joe Biden will not beat Ron DeSantis. That's my personal belief. I don't believe he would. I think he'd beat Trump. Because I think enough people will come to the polls to say we can't have that chaos in the streets of America like we did for years when Trump was in the office because based purely on the way he conducts himself, he's too much of a wild card for us to trust and speak up for any longer. They don't have that problem with DeSantis. You might have a problem with his policies, but tens of millions of people do not. Did you see how he crushed Chris in Florida for the gubernatorial seat? He spoke out about, about everything. He spoke against the woke culture. He said in his speech after he won the gubernatorial election just this past November, he said, Florida, this is the place where the woke culture has come to die. You know how many people side with him on that? They look at our borders and they say enough. They loved it when he had immigrants shipped to Massachusetts. They loved it. They absolutely positively loved it. Governor Abbott in Texas did it too. They were talking about DeSantis. They loved it. When he spoke about the Biden administration, 
and the way it was governing. They loved it when he spoke against the woke culture. When you see the Cambridge Dictionary about to change the definition of the word woman, what you think DeSantis is going to do? I'm not expressing an opinion about that each way or the other. I'm liberal leaning. I'm only fiscal with my dollars. My point to y'all is this. Be careful what you wish for, particularly if you're on the left. Because a guy like DeSantis, the only thing he gives you to attack is his record. But tens of millions of people are going to side with that. They're going to look at the economy. They're going to look at immigration. They're going to look at employment. They're going to look at inflation. They're going to look at impending recession. And they're going to look at his level of intelligence, what he's accomplished. They're going to recognize that he hasn't filed for bankruptcy seven times. That he's not having his taxes audited because of fear of malfeasance of some, of some kind. They're viewing him as the grown-up version of Donald Trump. And because of that reality, when he runs, because I believe he will, he's not the easy target Trump is. You wanted Trump gone, not just because of his behavior, his perpetual lies, and all of this other stuff. You wanted him gone because of the policies. You wanted him gone because of how he reshaped the courts. You wanted him gone because of all of those things and his stance on, we're going to build a wall and Mexico's going to pay for it. You wanted him gone because of that, too. But you used his behavior to pull it off. You don't get to do that with DeSantis. At least not based on what we've what we know about him as of yet. And that's why I say, be careful what you wish for. Trump is somebody that an 82 year old Biden can beat. DeSantis. I'm not saying definitively that Biden would lose. But let's just say. It wouldn't look so good. He stands a far better chance. I'm talking about Biden, of remaining in office if Trump is his opponent. DeSantis, ladies and gentlemen, that's another matter entirely. Think about that. Take a deep breath, close your eyes, and before you're sitting there looking at Stephen A., what the hell this boy talking about? He don't know what the hell he's talking about. I'm going to remind you. DeSantis just won the gubernatorial seat re-election by a landslide in Florida. And the GOP is so willing to stand by him that once hardcore Trump supporters have now turned against the 45th president of the United States in favor of DeSantis. Be careful what you wish for. Because dare I say, Trump appears to be an easier target at this moment in time. Think about that for a second. I'll get back to you in a minute. It's No Mercy with Stephen A. 
This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Let me tell y'all something right now. Let me annoy everybody with something I'm about to say. I'm not one of the people sitting here wishing, wishing President Donald Trump ends up in jail. That's not a wish I have. Now, before you fall out of your seat or crash while you're on the road, because you're so appalled and taken aback by what I had to say, listen to my reasoning. You see, the American people gave us an indication that all is not lost because we expected far more right-leaning results during the midterm elections, and it didn't happen. See, to me, it's not about left or right. It's about civility. It's about going on Capitol Hill and doing your damn job. Do you realize that right now when you have this woman, Marjorie Taylor Greene, that her name? Yes, that's her. Marjorie Taylor Greene out of Georgia. I mean, she's she's just on another level. The things that she has said about the president of Ukraine, how she's been a, a vehement Trump supporter, uh, you know, notions that the election were rigged, no regard for what kind of impact such assertions would have on potential chaos that could elevate and foment in the United States of America. I mean, come on now. All of these things are things to think about, but here's why I say to you, I'm not an advocate of Trump ending up in jail. Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, nobody's working on Capitol Hill right now. Do you realize if I ran for office, me, Stephen A. Smith, the goal is to win the campaign. Do you realize from that moment forward, I get to stop working? Because the left is going to vote with the left and the right is going to vote with the right. Nobody's working. I just show up on Capitol Hill and I had damn well better vote with my party affiliation. Otherwise, I'm going to be ostracized. Come campaign time, money is not going to be funneled in my direction. I'm not going to be able to generate the kind of support that I need in order to win re-election. That's how you keep folks in line. Nobody's working. So you literally go up on Capitol Hill, and if I'm affiliated with the Republican Party, that's where I vote. If I'm affiliated with the liberal with the, with the with the Democratic Party, that's how I vote. I don't even have to read the bills. I just have to vote amongst party lines. And you see, to me, Trump being incarcerated ultimately lends itself towards that much more of a dogged approach to things moving forward. Because you know what's next, right? Because the left went after Trump the way that they did, once McCarthy and the Republicans take over the House in January, who do you think they're going after? They're going after Joe Biden's son. This is exactly what they're doing. They're planning it out. Why was good for the goose is good for the gander? American taxpayers, dollars, our interest, 
what we care about, what matters most to us, shove to the side. Because these folks up on Capitol Hill with their vindictive tendencies are going at each other at the expense of serving the American people. That's what's going to happen. Exactly what's going to happen. My goal for Donald Trump is to never see him in public office again. Go on about your business. Just go away. Just go away. You don't get to spend taxpayer dollars. You don't get to speak against immigrants. You don't get to speak and, and, and conduct yourself like a belligerent child instead of a leader of the free world. Just go away. That should be the goal of the January 6th committee, ensuring he can never run for elected office in the United States again. That's it. Let him go out about his merry way. And then if you're in the state of New York or you're in the state of Florida with Mar-a-Lago or someplace else, you could get him on tax evasion or embezzlement or whatever it is that you could come up with that you decide that you want to go after him for. But just make sure the priority is to make sure he can never run for elected office in this country again. That's it. That's it. Because I assure you, if he, if the threat of him being reelected evap evaporates, you don't have to worry about anybody in the GOP listening to him. They will distance themselves from him like the plague quicker than you could say Trump. He'll be gone. That's what I'm wishing for. All of this pomp and circumstance, all of this noise, he lied. He lied. So what? We know he lies. You going to show me a politician that always tells the truth? Now, I'm in no way saying that they lied nearly as much as Trump because we know. That brother got up in the morning lying. Oh, you got up at 5 o'clock. Actually, it was 5.30. He'll lie about anything. The point is, we need people in office whose interest, even if it's forced, is to serve the American people, not themselves. He got an office because you had a cadre of individuals out there who were American citizens who were so turned off by the nonsense going on in Washington, they wanted somebody who would buck the system. And nobody did it better than him. You know what Dave Chappelle said in his opening monologue on Saturday Night Live? We've never had that before. We've never had someone in that house come out that house, tell us, that everything that we suspected they were doing is exactly what we're doing in that house and then went back in and was doing it all over again. And Dave Chappelle was absolutely right with that point. That's exactly what's been happening. We need a change. And the change is a return back to some semblance of normalcy and civility where we are disliking politicians for their policies as opposed to being petrified that they're going to lead us down a path to World War III because their interest on a personal level usurps that of the American people. 
That's what we want. That's all we want. Whatever it takes to get that should happen. Even if that meant Trump going to jail. But understand, if he goes to jail, then the GOP is going to turn around and they're going to try to get somebody on the left to go to jail. And where's that going to get us, the American people, in the end? Chances are not very far. Let's play chess, y'all. Not checkers. That's it for this edition of No Mercy with yours truly, Stephen A. Smith. Have a wonderful, wonderful Merry Christmas. Enjoy yourselves. And also remember, I'll be on video come January 9th. I've been audio all of this time. But I'm going to video January 9th. So you get to see my mug. I know you was ready for me to say my ugly mug, but no, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not ugly. I, I, I think I look pretty damn good, to be quite honest with you. I really, really do. But that's neither here nor there. January 9th, I go to video, YouTube, Stephen A. Smith Podcast Channel. Check it out. Don't miss it. And remember, as I always tell you, Long before I started talking about Trump and long after I'll stop talking about him, I ain't just sports, y'all. And besides, you don't have to know sports to know mercy. Peace and love, everybody. Until next time. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts. Guess who's got a memoir coming out, ladies and gentlemen? Yours truly, Stephen A. Smith. It's entitled Straight Shooter, and it's available right now for pre-order. I have signed these books, just so you know. So you can visit straightshooterbook.com to order your autographed copy today. In the book, I talk about my life before ESPN, growing up in Hollis, Queens, New York, how sports proved to be my salvation. I talk about some of the mistakes I've made in my life and my impact on the world of sports. The book is called Straight Shooter, and it's written to help motivate you to overcome setbacks that maybe prevent you from reaching your dreams. So go right now and order your autographed copy of my memoir, straightshooterbook.com. Don't wait. It's entitled Straight Shooter. Check it out. Don't miss it.